What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Deep Healing with Andy and Kate. It's just like therapy, but not even close. Our loved ones are tired of hearing us complain, so we thought the general public might like it. We're just hoping that somebody gives a shit. We want our problems to become your problems. (laughs) We looked at the cost of therapy and thought, nah, this is way better. Hi. Hello. I'm Andy from the Deep Share podcast, and this is my wife, Kate. Kate, say hi. Hello. How are you? Oh, you're not nah, going to answer. Nah, that's not how it really works. But hey, it works. It's fine. Yeah, so, so, at least they know we care. Exactly. And welcome to the very first episode of Deep Healing. This is a, an offshoot of the Deep Share, and uh, it's um, basically going to be a way for us to showcase our own journey through our own healing and our own demons, our own walk through our own hell. And, um, you know, it's still going for both of us, but I think a lot, a lot has been accomplished. Wouldn't you say so? I would say so. I'm, I'm in a really good place these days. That's good. That's good. So let's, um, let's kind of talk about, let's, let's give an idea for the audience of like, you know how this all came about and how, why we decided to do this. You want to give them a little bit of that? Um yes, I do. So I have been a little bit depressed for a few years and a lot of it, a lot of it. And mm-hmm. uh I got really sick of it. So I have been on this healing journey reading all the books and trying all the techniques and doing all the things and I really sort of struck a chord with inner child work mainly other stuff too but and it has kind of changed my life and now that i i think i know everything i'm trying to fix andrew (laughs) and i want to do it publicly (laughs) (laughs) that's a great way to frame this yeah (laughs) yeah i I want to make sure he does the work so (laughs) yeah i mean on his toes guys you got to gamify everything for adhd (laughs) people (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly. It really works. I try to gamify things, and it makes things that I absolutely want to ignore or not do a lot easier. Yeah. So this is kind of a way to gamify our commitment to ourselves and to each other and to our family and to you all, too, who are listening, that uh, we're on this journey, and we're going to keep keep trying to... I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, just keep healing forever and ever, because that's not the goal, of course. No. But, like, to just show you the, how how it can work, because I think it is absolutely working, and oh how many God, times have ridiculous. we, how many times have we been like, oh, man, we should have been recording this already? Yeah, we've been saying this for a couple of months, and yeah. now he finally convinced me to go into the cold, dark basement. Yes, 
<laughs> Reliving my teen years. Yep. <laughs> He's still not impressing me after <sighs> how many years of marriage? <laughs> six. Really? Has it been? Yeah, it's six. That's nuts. That's nuts. That's nuts. Is it six? No. Wait, no. I it can't, can't be. <laughs> no, it's like, it? it's going to be five next this coming October. <laughs> that we've been together or married? No, I think that'll be marriage. So that would be June. June! <laughs> Not your birthday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you see, we're still on this journey. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of healing. And you guys get to come inside of our, our marriage a little bit. Yeah, come inside us. <laughs> we're going deep. Um, and it's going to be fun. We're going to keep it lighthearted and yeah. you know, probably I mean, we're some gonna dick cry. jokes Andy's going to cry. Yeah, a Kate's, Kate's going to hold me. it back. Yeah. yeah. I'll be stoic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i just realized also that on the deep share uh i kind of like panic when i record interviews and shit and i then i get lazy and i don't i don't really bother which is the right word because it's laziness mm-hmm. to do a big nice intro and kind of i don't know let loose and like talk to my audience more i don't do any of that stuff so i'm hoping that this will kind of give me a way to I don't know, express more of myself to my audience, to to all of you guys that want to, I don't know, get more info out of me, I guess. Yeah, so, bring you guys all closer together. Yeah, because that's all th- this is about. I've, you know, met so many good people from just people reaching out, saying they heard the podcast, and, you know, people that have changed my life already. It's awesome. So I'm excited that we're doing this. Are you? I am. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous because we got to be pretty vulnerable publicly. Yeah, I want. I do want us to hold ourselves to some kind of standard like that, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, if we're like coming up on a topic on the next episode or something that we know we want to talk about, I'm like, we can kind of set parameters and things like that. We don't have to, you know, go so, so personal if we don't feel like it's necessary or whatever, but we just want to give people a good idea of what, what we're going through as just random individuals, you know, as this is what can be possible. This is what kind of doors are, are are unlocking and stuff when you really do the right work. And And I mean, a lot of people have trauma. Mm -hmm. So it can just be sort of based off of that, not exactly what happened to me or exactly what happened to you. Yeah. Things like that. And a lot of people have, you know, heartache or... Yeah, you're going to get to listen in on our discussions, kind of like how we approach each other with like, hey, this is what I learned this week. Like Kate's mm-hmm. always teaching me things. And it's interesting because what, witnessing you heal through a lot of your your pain uh, shows me certain things. It makes me compare and contrast moments in my childhood and stuff which mm-hmm. totally blows my doors open sometimes and i'm like oh my god wait a minute you know even it's just it's crazy even with a, a a good upbringing you can still come out of it with some issues you know yeah it's i was just telling you today i think i was like rummaging in the fridge and i'm like the older i get the more damaged everyone seems <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like no none of, like, us, none of us were well taken care of and it's no one's <laughs> fault but no. it's everyone's fault yeah if that makes any sense. The way things were. And right. I think things are changing now. And I, I, I definitely want to be a part of this sort of healing movement where, mm-hmm. you know, we don't carry this on to our children and their children and like enough. 
<laughs> yeah. And just doing what your parents did because you survived it. I, I, that's the worst excuse. I don't want my yeah. child to have something to survive. Yeah. I don't want to survive anymore. I want to. Yeah, one of my favorite ones that you and I have heard in the past was like, well, we did it to you guys and you guys were fine. And it's yeah. like, yeah, well, the mortality rate was not good with that. Oh, yeah, like I always the, thought, like, the... The being on the... The poor parenting, yeah. Like, like, not taking care of your newborns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> newborns being, like, put on their stomachs or something like that. I yeah. can't remember what the argument was, but... Like, was you guys like, survived. It's like, yeah, but the ones who didn't can't tell you they didn't. So yeah. all you're seeing are survivors. Yeah. You're not seeing... <laughs> Yeah. All those. Hey, we got these like thirty-six kids. It's, it's totally you're fine. So, yeah. Like, where's the others? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, the layers we're gonna get into. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of topics. Yeah, and that's There's why I was thinking like it's not gonna be. We're gonna probably figure out like the name of the episode and what we wanted to talk about mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's just going to probably be a free-form flow like this. Yeah, mostly us just kind of talking to each other and everyone listening in. Mm-hmm. Like, eavesdropping on us. Yeah, but we're allowing it. We are allowing So we're it. like the gross weirdos. Are we voyeurs? What is that called? Uh, well, I'm not sure what the opposite of the voyeur is. Because the voyeur is the one in, like, the tree outside the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are we? The voyeurs? Exhibitionists? Exhibitionists? <laughs> I don't know. Is that it? I guess it I would know. be. I don't know enough. But we're not, like... Torms, I guess. We don't, it's not an OnlyFans. It's, it's a podcast. Not. It's close. It is an exclusive. It's like only f deep share fans. That's right. So, so okay. you're already willing to get deep with yeah. us. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> and I think it's gonna, it's gonna go beyond like. I mean, I want to. I want to talk about like healing, like bodies too. Yeah, I've had some some health stuff too, and we have a an organic garden, and I'm gonna be learning some permaculture and. Um, herbal medicines and things like that and kind of test those out and see how things go and you know let you guys know that hey this really worked for me or or hey it didn't or this is why it might not have <gasps> hey we oh, have our first visitor we have our first guest hey finn say about? what's up world actually um um i don't have pumpkin in my room oh you're missing pumpkin huh yeah and stuffed animal is missing so we will be right back And we're back. Did you find pumpkin? <laughs> yes, we did. It was, she was in the living room. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Anyway, folks, where were we? Um, healing gardens. Yes, we've been. So Kate's been learning how to. Well, that's a whole journey in itself too, yeah. and we'll definitely be talking about that. Mm -hmm. How, you know, when I met Kate, she. Um, serenaded me with pulled pork and all kinds of things like that over the years it, it, it was a beautiful thing and then she had her spiritual awakening 
And you know how usually it's like one big heavy part of life that gets directly affected by a spiritual awakening. And it was you and your love of food and your love of animals and life and babies. And it all kind of came together and you came out a vegan. I did. And I went with you a little bit, but I couldn't. I Don't, I, don't, don't hate me for it. I, ab- I won't judge you if you won't judge me. I'm not one of those. Thank God. I wouldn't be married to her if she was. <laughs> she would have driven me completely insane. I have a insane. theory that if people know you're a vegan, if it's something they're interested in, they're going to ask you about it. And if they yeah. don't, they're probably not going to be interested in it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. I don't want people yelling at me because I am. So I'm not going to yell at people because they aren't have you noticed already that she is my voice of reason considering you can kind of apply that to every conspiracy theory or anything like that i keep him from completely pushing away his entire family (laughs) and everyone he loves by just telling him to shut up they don't care you're not gonna wake anybody up forcing them and Mm -hmm. not just it's weird too because I'll admit, I have a hard time with a lot of vegetables because I've been such a carnivore and for a long, long time. And it's more than just the food itself. It's like the entire mentality like of... Like the ritual of it or the, the habits. Yeah. It's well, part of the holidays. It's right. It's part of this. It's Exactly. It's... There's... Yeah, there's an opportunity to kind of... Um, re-examine my entire diet and my how I take things in and I have changed now completely in certain ways because of your your change you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and also like the idea of the organic garden and our future plans to take this idea bigger and and have a full-blown food forest you know permaculture on bigger land and yeah, we want to take everybody on that journey with us, too. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I cannot wait <laughs> for that. <laughs> so we had one interruption so far, one guest appearance. Let's just yeah. call it a guest appearance. There's going to be a lot of those. We might have some guest appearances, yeah. Yeah, we have a four-year-old son. Yes. Who would have been asleep, but we told him we were going to be in the basement, so now it's in his head. And <laughs> he's going to keep coming down and interrupting. Actually, I needed to make sure you guys weren't too cold. He's going to come up with every excuse. And it always is going to start with the word actually. (laughs) Which I'm sure we're going to find by listening to this. We say that way too much. Yeah, it's one of us. It's It's me. Actually, it could be me. (laughs) Actually. Actually? It's me. Actually. I say it when I'm trying to problem solve. I go to do something like, actually, and then I'll... Yeah. Well, you mentioned the inner child work. Yeah. And it's definitely <laughs> struck a chord with me. And I've been telling people about it on, on Deep Share as well. Um, because that's like a perfect example. Like listening back to our podcast will be interesting because we will pick up on certain things, just like you're doing with yourself with the inner child work. Mm-hmm. Especially from a parenting perspective, it's really convenient to do the inner child work because you really start to understand how it is supposed to feel when you're talking about self-talk and self-thought and when you kind of turn it as in like, oh yeah, you're going to talk to your child like this. It's, oh, it's horrifying. Sometimes I stop and think about what I say to myself and I like to say mean things to myself. It's one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> we're going to work on it. <laughs> which we're worried. That's probably going to be one of my hardest things to overcome. But I try to stop. You know, like, would I say this to my son mm-hmm. or a stranger even? Like a dog? <laughs> like, I I wouldn't. Like, I, it's, I'm mean to myself. And uh, I think uh, all this inner child work has helped me to become a better parent, too, because I can sort of see where I'm going to be giving him problems. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, me too. I'm like, shit, are we going to be sitting him down one day? Like, hey, okay, here's a list. Did we do this to you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think you bite your nails because... <laughs> yeah, so that's Before the mommy was um, healed mentally and spiritually, uh, she used to do this or, you know, mm. like... Uh, and we are... I, I wonder, you know... I, I we we welcome comments and and conversation with people out there. Like, I'm very curious what people might think of like, you know, the the very fine balance between trying to break these generational curses mm-hmm. and accidentally causing other ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's it, messy. Not to say that our parents were aware or awake to any of these concepts that we're going to get into on this show. They simply were not. And I think a lot of people in our generation are used to that, looking at all of their parents' generations. Mm -hmm. There's some woke-ass, you know, old hippies here and there. There's some wise elderly people. But (laughs) I... Either they're silent or they're few and far between. You know what I mean? Or they were smart enough not to have kids. I I guess. But what is that, really? You know, because we're very happy to be parents. And I always love to say that... Uh, that was Eddie Heaven. Don't worry. Oh, we we it. heard a sound and Kate's looking around. No, Everything it wasn't, sounds wasn't like our my son. son. This was Eddie, our cat, having a friggin' asthma, asthma attack. attack, which he does sometimes. Yep. He's a poor fat bastard. He's and I named him after a fucking mountain climber. Yeah, now he's the mountain. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, but <sighs> inner child works weird. I, I honestly, my entire life, thought it was complete and total bullshit. I thought it was the dumbest thing like oh your inner child mm. oh, I'm gonna get in touch with your inner child <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous and then I tried it and it was like instantaneous it's uh, yeah watching you go through revelations and oh then telling God. me about them like I said it has me and, reeling back to my own and going okay it, like you've helped me if, have the butterfly effect feeling like yeah. you've been going through where you like grow these memories out of nowhere you're like holy fuck I forgot this ever existed and then like it's triggering them in me too like oh yeah what was going on when I was five and like suddenly I'm like oh yeah five like yeah. remembering so much more of it it's, it's just crazy it's like the more you talk to your inner child the more the inner child shows you what it's been observing yeah it's almost like it's just the watcher like it just sits and watches and takes it all in and then shows you who you are and why you are and um i have almost no childhood memories from uh, a traumatic childhood upbringing we'll just we'll start there yeah let's start (laughs) we'll just start there very traumatic um Mm. and I don't have any memories. Like I, I didn't realize I didn't have memories until this past Christmas when Andy and his sister were talking about all their Christmases and this and that. I'm like, yeah, my wait. I don't remember any Christmases from birth to like nineteen. 
Yeah, that I was ridiculous. I will remember one or two random big gifts I got that I remembered, but I don't remember who was there, what we ate, what I wore, where... I, uh, the only ones I remember are the two that were not in our home. Mm-hmm. When we were with someone else at someone else's house, unique, right? Unique ones that stood out, or where my family couldn't act the way they act. So <laughs> yeah, that's maybe there wasn't any trauma because everyone was putting on their best behavior, right? Um, but the more I do inner child work, the more all these memories just start flooding back to me on like one particular subject, whatever it might be, and it's like my inner child's just been waiting to tell me everything. Mm. Always there. Always there. So now I, I, I'm having some more memories, and now then it makes me see, oh, this is why I do this. This is why I do that. Mm. And now I can see the pattern so I can stop the pattern. Like when I'm about to react in a way I normally would, I can say, oh, my God, this is one of those situations. I don't need to react this way. Mm. And then everything just turns out better, and I'm not stressed. I'm not trying to control and micromanage everything. And... Mm. M- it's it's changed my life. It has literally changed my life in every possible way. Yeah, I think, um, and people use multiple terms, but I would say the, the work I've seen you do and what I've been turned on to with the inner child specifically is uh, it's just a great metaphor. And it's just, it's so well received, it seems, because it just fits. It just fits. It really does fit. And man, we will probably go into some interesting, fun topics that aren't necessarily so strict to healing because yeah. we're just going to go off and talk to each other and talk like, to you guys. So like, bring joy, you know, but also like part of healing too. my psychedelic happy. experience as well, like yeah. heavy, 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 um, influence on me was this idea of an inner child that you know at that time in my life before i had ever experienced psychedelics the quote-unquote inner child was literally just a saying you hear yeah it's it means nothing it's just a poetic expression until you connect it's dead it's dead and so part one part of that experience was to have the revelation of oh my god this inner child is real it's this real thing it's almost like your polarity or something in this physical dual world or something but it's a part of you and it's it's almost as if it's just as conscious or something it's unbelievable but you know a lot of people know what i'm talking about but even further than that is the experience to realize that um i think i just lost it but whatever the point mainly was that you know you get oh yeah just the fact that you realize or i was realizing that all metaphors are kind of dead until you kind of wake up and start to understand reality you have deep meditative experiences or psychedelics or whatever the the pathway may be trauma is usually ordeal is usually the way to way through but once you see it these metaphors you realize what the point of metaphors are it's all describing this deeper part of ourselves this deeper part of the world that kate and i really have had the doors of our minds blown open to many 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 times and it continues to happen and we hope to really share as much of that in the best way we can with with all of you yeah and we're hoping that someone gets something out of it (laughs) damn right 
Maybe I can save you the trouble of reading a book or... <laughs> or at least turn you on to some new books. I'm like, yeah. shit, I mean, right off the bat, we would probably recommend The Artist's Way. I haven't even oh read God. it yet. Thank you. But just looking at the results that you've come to, like, yeah. we could talk about that a little bit. Let's give that. That we could be have, a whole episode. We could have, like, Kate's Book Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read that much. You read more than I do because I end up, like, overwhelmed with the amount of books that I have. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't finished any of them. So let me finish one and then we'll decide absolutely no pressure we're not good <laughs> under pressure yet and that's something we're working on <laughs> damn right i think that's yeah that's what kind of really started this was us realizing that whenever there's more than one thing to do we both completely shut down completely mm. shut off and escape reality and then it just gets worse for us and then we just get so overwhelmed by every little thing and that's not a very fun way to live and uh, I think one of the biggest driving forces behind wanting to do a podcast with Kate was because... He wants to be in his basement and not feel guilty. <laughs> well, on the flip side of that, I wanted to have you <laughs> more involved with some of the stuff that I really love doing. And, you know, part of why I love being down here is just... it's. We create this little world down here, and I, I would love for you to be a part of it. And I've wanted, and I've chased her around the house talking about these ideas for oh, a long time. Begging me since day one. Yeah, and I'm so glad for a lot of reasons, but one of them is is a part of my my healing is is that stopping myself crap. Yeah. And for me, it comes out just as laziness, where I come downstairs and I could easily just play video games and not finish up and touch up an episode and get my episode out there or I always talk about getting like four or five, six, seven whatever episodes in the bag and ready to just, you know, already uploaded and, and scheduled for a release. But that's too um, much stuff and then you get overwhelmed. I it? get overwhelmed and it never happens. And then I started thinking about why I want to do that in the first place because I want some sort of segment of time where I don't have to continuously work. So it's this laziness. But I would like to find out what's underneath the laziness because I mm -hmm. I don't know they do say one of the seven deadly sins is sloth yeah. so we can't necessarily rule out that that could be the bottom but I, I just feel like I have too much obvious scarring from my history that it can't just be laziness you know I, what well, I mean? Well I also think you and I make this same mistake because we are Total opposites, but completely the same person. Yes, that's we, why. I, our, yeah. What's our slogan? We deserve each we other. We deserve each other. We that's that's where I was getting bad. to, actually. I totally forgot. Yeah. But hold on, wait. Go but, for it. Um, before I lose it. Yes. Um, oh, stop saying anything. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> part of our being lazy or, like, you know, not wanting to do things is being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And... We keep doing the same thing where we think the cure is, oh, I got to get eight podcasts ready. And that in and of itself is overwhelming. Yeah. And we do this. I'll make a big list. I'm like, okay, I got to clean these 20 things and then I'll feel good about myself. And then I'm like, that's a big list. And then I just shut down. Yeah. And I think us pretending to be productive is all part of our little scheme to get out of doing anything because <laughs> then we overwhelm ourselves with mm. trying to not 
be overwhelmed. And that's that inner child shit. That's because that's that subconscious shit, shit yeah. where like it's that perfect meme. I bring it up all the time, where it's like before spiritual awakening, it shows a little kid with a boot against his head, yep. and then after spiritual awakening, it's the kid's own arm in the boot, and I've, he's laughing and not crying. Exactly because it, yeah, oh my god, it's, it's perfect. Because we it, torture you, ourselves. You start to look <laughs> back at yourself. You start to recognize your patterns, and some of them. Feel like that the Fight Club effect where Ed Norton's starting to have like disassociative experiences and shit mm -hmm. like that. Because you're like, wait, that was I was doing that. It's so crazy. Like sometimes you really you're on autopilot. Yeah, you're on autopilot. What is it? Joe Dispenza talks about mm, that. Though. Yeah, definitely. You're just in a program. Mm. You're in a program. Yeah, and you just live your program, and nothing is different until all of a sudden you kind of stop and take a step back, and you can see. The program working you're like all right let me edit this software like yeah why am i doing this i know making a huge to-do list isn't gonna make me feel better and get anything accomplished you are yeah that's one of your things I mean, you've oh, told I me about that how lists. yeah the, the lists because at the least lists. you have them on and i think it's more to it than just simply that Well, part of it is stopping and writing the list gets me out of doing something <laughs> That's a good point. So that's that's the number one reason. But let's this, not let's say let's honest. let's not rule out lists altogether. <laughs> list making can <laughs> be productive, do, of course, productive. and actually, you and I benefit from those lists. Without my notepad with app yeah. with our my scheduling, holy shit! But uh, shit, yeah, that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get into all sorts of places yeah, we're, on this. We're broken people. But Hell we're yeah, good people. Absolutely. <laughs> we just want to get better. And we we want to be held out, accountable. Yeah, we want to reach all you other broken people. <laughs> yeah, come heal with us. And all you, all you people that have been really healed over and are yeah, veterans of this stuff. Anything anyone know? recommends? Fuck yeah! By all means, tell us. We'll 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 try almost anything. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> other than like animal sacrifice on my part. Right, and I'm Andy not. Andy would do it. That into like having things inside of me or anything. I so. mean, that's not true, but <laughs> it is. You know, <laughs> a deep share for a reason. Pro <laughs> 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 Just kidding. So maybe. maybe. <laughs> You'll never know. We're not when it's not that show. That's the only fans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when we really need some money. We've joked about it. Like, all right, let's just dress up like Wookies and Star Wars yeah. fans. Shout out to my buddy Kyle. We'll totally be into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I might do foot fetish stuff just for sport. There you go. See, you could probably do reflexology on camera and people would be like, yep. I'm just going to shove my feet in food and send pictures out and see what uh, happens. Seeing people selling farts in jars is really upsetting. Or it's, bath water. Yeah. That's really, and it's really disturbing. It's, is it more upsetting or more disturbing? Like. Combination. Yeah. Ugh. But we're I'm upset track. that we're not attractive <laughs> enough to make the money off of our bathwater. I think we are. I mean, I if love we that believe the in ourselves. There's more of that self-talk, Kate, because I think you're absolutely beautiful and always have yeah. and never will stop. And I tell her that all the time, and it yeah. it doesn't make you nearly cry or vomit anymore. Yeah, which is I don't great. dry heave. I don't laugh at them. Yeah. So see, I'm aware of my programming <laughs> myself, <laughs> and it's in there, but I don't voice it anymore. I don't say shut the fuck up, Andy. You're Get your glasses. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes here and there, but it's okay. I try yeah. to take you out of the gutter there. I actually you try to get tell me out of the gutter. And other to places. stop complimenting me because it it makes me uncomfortable. I never got them. 
Yeah. So it makes me very uncomfortable to be complimented. I'm like, what's what do you want? What's your trick? What's your angle? And it's funny too because like there's been so many times in our past <clears> where <throat> like you know Kate goes through all these these realizations over the past couple of years and and it's like me being like this psychedelic veteran and in person that like kind of faced the ego years ago. You know, I now feel you got to re up that shit, man, because like I kind of had approached my own wife and her journey as in like she'll get to where I am eventually uh. for a while and not not in and honestly not in like an arrogant way just in like a thank god she'll be out of this fog but only through your expressing your your path to me have I realized how much fog I was still in as it was and how much I even got wrong the first time around thinking I was wide awake you know I think your awakening and mine were vastly different yours was more like this is the universe this is our government this is what's happening around us and for me I feel like mine was very internal but yeah, so we'll talk more about that. I, I mean... Oh, our first disagreement. Not really a disagreement. <laughs> just like you not really probably remembering many of my babblings while I was drunk, you know? Because that's probably when I expressed most of my, like, yeah, deep, 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 deep emotional, like... It was, it's so hard to explain. I mean, I always say it on the podcast on the Deep Share that, you know, life is something that you can always talk about, but you can never, like, name it. You can never say what it really is. You can just say it's like this. You can use metaphors and similes, but it's this elusive thing. And those experiences, yeah, I think it's easier to express the external world impact on your brain. Yeah. It's a lot harder to describe what you go through internally in those realms, for sure. But maybe through these sessions, we'll probably tell a lot of those deep stories because oh, yeah. that's kind of where my my energy on this comes from is is a v- distant, vague memory of this just deeper, bigger, more real uh, experience of my life and myself and and. God and love and everything so it's deep man it's it's huge and it's it's I think no topic's gonna be really off the table on nope. here really we're gonna be all over the place I'll be yeah. off on random tangents that I think of and you'll have to, we'll have to reel each other back in and stuff yeah. I, I go way off on the deep share so. he does I know I've listened to a few episodes yeah <laughs> I'm not that good of a wife yeah you are see there you go again Sorry. that's alright you can hear it when you listen back I will hear yeah, but oh let's make a note Ooh, that's what we do this will be note. our therapy we How many times I've insulted myself this episode. Holy shit, it'll be a drinking game eventually. <laughs> Take a Not shot for us. every time Kate <laughs> says something terrible on herself. And then when they say actually... What can I say? I miss my mother. <laughs> oh, Too soon? That was rough. That was rough. Dark humor is my jam. Oh, well, I think, you know, do you want to wrap up here? Do you want to say anything else for this first episode? It doesn't have to be super long. How I mean, long is it? Oh, let's see. We've been going for a half hour. We've been going for 33 minutes. Oh, that's not long. <laughs> We're going to have to give them more content than that. 
I wasn't sure what we were going to do for for some of it because I know we wanted to just kind of introduce the show idea to people we and kind of get like, people used to it. But yeah. what what would you like? What could we get into that wouldn't be a full blown episode right That's now? That's the problem. Yeah, like, there would be. You want me to ask you some questions because my audience knows me a lot more than they know you. Okay. I mean, all they ever hear is my wife, my wife, my wife. But still, like, I don't know why I did that. It's still our mic, not, yeah. not mine. He's so greedy. <laughs> I just pulled the mic from you. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you some questions but take the mic away he's yeah. afraid of my answers <laughs> i'm very truthful let's see what could i ask kate that i already know that my audience might like to know what's your favorite color green is it sometimes sometimes it's black okay but it's mostly i was green. gonna say black i like them both that's true i guess black is kind of a cheat it a is cheat because it's all colors right yeah <laughs> what's your favorite color Usually black, but well, that's a cheat. So. But I feel like you tend to wear a lot of grays and blues. So. Yeah, gray and blue. I do like those very much. Yeah. This isn't good content. Fuck this. You guys are paying for this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. This is the first episode, so I didn't. I was. I didn't want to like dive too deep into like one specific thing, but yeah. we could give some recommendations. We could say what we're working on this week. Oh man, this. Week. What have you been working on this week? I have to get back to my artist way book and get back into the chapters. Andy gave me COVID. Yeah, that's what we could we could kind of bring up so, real quick. Yeah, we were sick with COVID for like two solid weeks, or, yeah. and Kate's still going. Like, it's I, still I'm a lingering. little nasally. In the next few episodes, hopefully, I won't sound like this. But. I still think you sound sexy as. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm like losing my voice because I'm so right cotton mouth. I'm trying not to blow I... my nose in the middle of this. <laughs> you can blow your nose. I'll edit this nah, out. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um so yeah, I took a little break. Yeah, for, like you didn't want to I mean it's hard to feel like absolute physical shit and, yeah. and now granted I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that would say, "Yeah, well that's the most important time." I don't think so. It's not. I think when you're hurting emotionally, you've proven that that that's that is when you do some of the work, you, you know. Dig into it. I'm learning that when you feel an emotion instead of avoiding it like I always did now I just sit there and I just I let it be as horrible as it possibly can be and talk myself through it and then it goes away so I'm not sad for two weeks like if I get mad at something someone says or <clears throat> I have a water thank okay. you or I overthink a situation or something which I tend to do I'll stop and I'll pull myself away but like, hey I talk to myself. I'm like, hey, Kate, what's um, what's going on? You you, you seem really upset about this. <laughs> Why are you so upset about this? And I'll answer myself like, well, you know, I feel like they were dismissive to me. And I'm like, okay, well, blah, blah, mm. blah. And I just, I work myself through it. And then I realize, oh, okay, they're just really busy. Or, you know, they just had a baby. Or they're on their way to work. So they're not going to be on the phone too long. Or, you know, just silly things like that. Mm-hmm. And I can not be mad all day where normally I would carry that on for weeks, if not months, and be snippy when I see them. And no one's done anything wrong to me. Like, not everything everyone does is a direct attack on me. Right. And this is something I'm kind of working through. So that, that's a been a huge theme. thing. Big theme. And yeah. I feel like you've made a lot of strides in that. Like, over, it's layers. It's layers and layers, you know? Yeah. With a lot of abuse. Yeah. And um, I would say that, like, 
just listening to your stories, it's given me a lot of interesting ideas on how to work through my own problems that, you know, like I've always tried to be, use mindfulness, like, you know, think about situations while they're happening try to be mindful in the moment of bad negative situations but a lot of times it it was after the fact you know you always think about it after the fact and it's like I'm getting there so over the past I don't know few months I've noticed I've been getting better at um, that voice in my head getting further and further into when it's happening and now almost before it's happening where it's like hey wait a minute you know like our fights aren't for days they're just a little bit quicker or i'll say a certain thing and you'll you actually step away now yeah i used to never step away you used to come harder Mm -hmm. and you'll step away now then you'll come back up you're like you know what i was feeling this and that's why i reacted this way and that's a huge game changer. Yeah, it's going to be like that's not what I meant, and that's one of those situations where I'm sure down here you were talking to yourself, yes. saying, "You know what, Kate's not mad at me, or this and that. Maybe oh, I'm yeah. taking it wrong." And then yeah, this was yeah. I, I so the and it's funny too because like our fights are because we're healing and because we're on this path together so distinctly now yeah. and better and more aligned. Absolutely. It's like our fights and our arguments have become like ultra learning lessons and obviously we don't look forward to them but when they've <laughs> when the tiffs have happened at least on I know on my end moments like that where I've like realized it was just me like in my head or being stupid about something like I've come down here and just taken five minutes or whatever and gone up and been able to really realize things about my patterns you know that I never was breaking through before and the act of going up there and literally just saying it to you as if it's some cheeseball lie in a movie like I've realized this like it's because once I say it it's like I'm I'm kind of trying to release myself of it you yeah, know what I mean absolutely. not that it's a hundred percent right away but it's a step towards that direction it's you know something that mean? we can have better communication I can like let you know like hey I'm was not my intent to make you feel that way i was feeling this way so of course i reacted like that right and vice versa it's all about intent i mean everything we're going to talk about on this show i guarantee we could literally bring right back to intention and to self-treatment and this and that Um, so that's our first lesson (laughs) for sure when someone has upset you take five take five and it's like i said our fights are learning lessons now because um i'm seeing more of my own patterns and everything you know the the reason why i never used to take five and how successful taking five is like i realized well why did i never do this before why could i never walk away and it all has to do with not feeling heard Mm -hmm. and shit not only do i have a podcast now but you know you my, you know, you've told me many times about these teachers that talk about whatever you were really passionate about as a child seems to be really the path that people go on when they kind of heal themselves, clear the vessel. And shit, I was doing radio shows with my friends when I was a kid. Like, I wanted to be heard because I didn't feel heard. Being heard <laughs> is definitely your biggest sort of trigger. Yeah. Hi, Eddie. We have another guest appearance, but he's a silent one. Yeah. At least for now. Until he has an asthma attack. Yeah, seriously. Hi, fat cat. How's it going? Oh, don't His official him. name is Edmund... 
Clark. Edmund Clark, right? Edmund Clark Rouse. Yes. Good guy. Yep. But yeah, we're talking about healing stuff, so apparently a cat shows up and sits on sits on. Do you know cats usually tend to go where there's negative energy? But I'm super happy right now. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I understand the whole, like, you know, inner child is saying something different than your external voice. But, like, at the same time, I feel through and through fucking ultra happy my, uh, and content right now. My feng shui teacher sort of taught us that. She's like, you'll find the good areas and bad areas of the home because the good areas are where your dogs are going to be. And the negative areas are where the cats are going to be because they just can't handle it so they absorb it for their owners so we don't have it they're interesting they're very interesting i wish they would absorb their own shit <laughs> or their own puke <laughs> or hairballs turn it yeah. into energy man they are disgusting <laughs> they really are yeah. like th them. people think dogs are disgusting it's like that's fair but usually the behavior is take them outside to do most of their gross things well so everyone should know that we have 30 30 cats 30 by as in three same but it feels like 30. There are There's three. no difference between 3 and 30. It's like 33 cats. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. the next. I'm going to get more cats. Oh, God. <laughs> and chickens. Not but, yeah, hell yeah to chickens, for sure. And yeah, we can feed them scraps and everything because they're like little carnivores. They're little dinosaurs, they're you know? Like garbage disposals. Hell yeah. I hope Eddie's purring is picking up on the mic. <laughs> Here, purr right into the mic. Do it do it <laughs> man i hope i actually kind of like this wicked laid back because i want the audience to feel like they're right in our in the basement with us yeah yeah not in like a creepy way like you know we're teenagers smoking pot avoiding our parents <laughs> but that is probably why i gravitate towards basements wherever we live <laughs> yeah i don't get the basement fascination i hate that i can't see outside right now i'm even playing I a hate video that game i can't hear my son i guess that's a trauma response where i have to be ever vigilant uh vi not vigilant vi is that vigilant vigilant yes i don't know where it's um <laughs> or else i get like nervous and anxious and i just i don't know it's weird i love can like enclosed places and I love underground. I'm playing a video yeah. game called Mr. Prepper, which is like you build your house and then you you like build this huge underground. Yeah. Won't well, help in our real prepper garden, but we'll hey, play listen, it on the video game. Hey, listen, I, I I don't I I I love the ideas that we're bringing into the real world. It's awesome, and I love in that respect the video games that I've been obsessed with have mostly been no Eddie. Hey Eddie, chill out, relax. <laughs> Most of them have been like, okay, if kids are playing these. They're just being programmed into like wanting to like do things themselves and yeah. and uh, craft things and take pride in very normal earthly things like creating a campfire and hunting it's and better than just straight murder. Exactly, that's the thing. I still play Halo and shit, but it's nowhere near as fun as like building a garden and like I don't know I know it sounds silly to you but it, it whatever does. we're gonna be doing it in real life too the so the last game I played was Mario Party on a GameCube yeah and it was against me and I won I didn't like it because you're not good at it <laughs> yeah it's I just I'm a sucker for really hyper realistic graphics and that's shit. incredibly realistic no it's not only when you're on acid there you go you love acid <laughs> Should I take the DMT on our show? Absolutely. <laughs> that should be an ultra. That'll be like oh a Rockfin God. Live episode or something. Yeah, that would. Yeah. 
I think that's a really good idea. I think it's great. I think you should do it. I've never done psychedelics. Well, you did. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You did, but you don't count it because you probably don't remember most of it. I never did psychedelics of my own free will. You accidentally chugged something. A shit ton of mushrooms. Yeah, it was in a... You Were you, like, really cold in the wintertime? No, I was drunk and stoned, and I had cotton mouth, so I drank a big pitcher of iced tea Mm. that was mushroom tea for four people it's crazy too because like I think you probably just took it like took that much and it was so overwhelming that you probably it's all just a blur to you I just remember laying there going oh my god what is it gonna stop yeah when you fight against it it's the hard it's so hard not to fight against it sometimes and not fighting against it is the only answer I spent the most of it just in a desert alone yeah I hear you Oh, yeah. Literally on a bed in a day. I couldn't even hear my friends talking to me. I was just like, I'm just alone. That's where I was where when I uh, did my big revelation trip where I did, uh, fuck, was it eight grams, ten grams? I can't. I think it was eight grams. Um, I don't know what that means. That's is that a lot? A lot. Okay. Yeah, that's so three and a half grams is what everybody quote unquote does at like they just you know that's like the typical trip amount okay. of mushrooms they'll take an eighth and yeah you can trip totally you'll get pretty fucking spaced out on an eighth of mushrooms for sure yeah eight grams was a lot even Terrence McKenna used to call a heroic dose five grams that was his heroic dose so I used to do I, that I must a lot. have had more than that because if that you had to have had more than yeah if it was for uh, so I would say there's a lot of lightweights though. People are like, yeah, I ate like These two people grams. These heroin addicts. Yeah, but heroin addicts don't treat psychedelics the same way they treat heroin. True. That is talk about the complete opposite. You're talking about disassociative versus hello reality. I don't think can't they look on, away from reality. I don't think they were on heroin. At no, this time, no, they, of course not. They went down that road, so they were they were pretty heavy drug users. That's true. That's true. So they probably okay. Just potentially say that there was an eighth for everybody. You yeah. took a fucking half. If you drank the whole thing, yeah. and no one had any. No, they were pissed. Yeah, you ate a, you drank a half ounce of mushrooms. Yeah. Well, no, four eighths. I'm really bad at math. That's a quarter. I don't know what things. Wait, are. no, that's two. That's a half. Yeah, it should be a half. I know. I wow, was... it's a lot. So I think it was so much that your brain just wasn't even ready for it, so it couldn't no. process what you may have learned from it. I mine was just like nothing like eye opening or life changing. It was all like really dumb shit. Yeah. Like. I was eating my friend's makeup because I thought it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers because she had a poster of them <laughs> suggestively eating watermelon just above her makeup thing. Oh, my goodness. And I took my wallet with a chain. That's how cool I was. Yeah. On a walk because it was my pet frog. Oh, that's those are always cool. I mean, so, like, the goofy part of tripping is really fun. And I think it's fun. The yeah. deep stuff I don't remember. I just remember being in a desert alone. Yeah. I think at one point... And, you know, it probably is visualized in very different ways for everybody. But I think at some point in a trip, you're literally journeying inward, yeah. right? Yeah. So at some point, I think there's two doors and one of them's all like fucking rainbows and ponies and unicorns and shit. Mm-hmm. And the other one's this dark, creepy door. And it really depends on who you are, which one you go into. And the dark one's not necessarily all filled with monsters, but just filled with like the truth and 
hard reality that you're oh like, God, it's, like a, in that it's like I've been in that it's like a hall it's like years. yeah seriously right Is it's it like a hall of, of mirrors soul? yeah well not the dark night of the soul but it's like a hall of mirrors, basically. Whereas the other way is like, yeah, you can laugh for fucking eight straight hours sometimes on mushrooms. Mm. But then you can also go, hey, what was that thought I had deep about this or whatever? And suddenly, boom, everything is a snowball effect. You can go down whatever rabbit hole you want. And it's really well received in the medical community now. Yeah. Again. I'm and really looking into microdosing. I kind of am too and honestly I was looking into getting those uh, what the hell with matrix bars because they seem like you can portion them off in a way that like you could just take a tiny bit of psilocybin enough to like I would say it would probably just literally lift your fucking spirit yeah so I'm interested in that. Hallucinate all day. I'm a stay-at-home mom. That's a really bad idea. Yeah, they, like there's three of them. Like what? Yeah, Finn has <laughs> multiplied, and he's Jesus. <laughs> and now we're all Jesus. Like, oh well, all right. Kate's okay, fine. Never mind. Never mind. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but we can't find pumpkin. Uh, someday we'll have to do a crossover with Worship of the Storm. You, yeah. me, Emmanuel, and Mimi will have to to chill sometime because it'll be an epic four-hour podcast. Don't you have your what? Legit bat is another couple. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Jen and Joe are awesome. They're couples. And Ben's got a girl too, but he she's not on the podcast. Maybe he'll get her on sometime. Yeah, it took Andy a year. You've been at this, right? Literally a year of since last every week. Every day mentioning we need to be on a podcast. Yeah, I and just... we'll see. It's gonna take one negative comment. I'm like, well, I'm out. <laughs> I, I can't handle this. Part I the... was abused. I can't handle anymore. <laughs> I know, right? I don't think we're gonna get a lot of hate on a no. premium channel that are only filled, at least at first, with people that already can handle me (laughs) just go easy on me guys (laughs) i'm sensitive we're gonna talk about like all sorts of ancient cultures and how they did a lot of these practices too yeah like Wu Wei wisdom that shit ain't it's like catchy and it's a new company but that's like some ancient ancient learnings yeah you know a lot of it i want to do sound healing and chakra healing and hell yeah i meditate i've been bad with it but i was doing it every day mm-hmm. faithfully and it was great um i want to do all of it yeah we're gonna and honestly we'll take suggestions yeah. like any interesting path that you guys have come across we're willing to explore and anything we we suggest that that you're interested in if you want to learn more ask us a question we can give you a bunch of references and different yeah. places that we're we're looking into and we're not we, professionals we're we just legally say this is not medical advice yeah exactly this Please is go uh, to your doctor this quotations. is just local nobody advice yeah. from your local podcasters but whatever don't listen to us but listen but to listen us. to us <laughs> Only listen to us. Fire your doctors. No. That's a great idea. I mean, we're going to get into that kind of shit. I'm going to probably talk. I'm a very nice psychologist. You know what? She's going to give me some stuff for the show, too, whether she likes it or not. You know what else is going to be cool is, like, I'm going to be having some really cool guests on this year in this direction on the deep share and probably on the witness, too, in some cases. So we'll kind of get to... 
reflect back on certain episodes that I have on the deep share Mm -hmm. and go deeper into what we thought of it because I'm there'll be some episodes that I'll like specifically tell Kate like hey I think you'll really like this episode definitely check this one out because like I don't expect her to listen to every single one because she doesn't want to hear about reptilians all the time or ancient like she likes it but she's like like, you're like me with math where like I love what math says at the end of it but I don't like hearing about all the mathematical problems you don't like me babbling on about this god and this name and this but once i have it all together you're like okay cool i i do like the ancient stuff i don't like the anything modern like i have enough of my own shit right now to not even think about all the i want to just i want to be an ostrich and put my head in the sand and ignore the world around me even though we know that's not the answer it's not the answer and i'm not really and you don't do that i don't ignore it but i don't want to give it the fear it wants me to Yeah, do. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I don't want it to win and get what it what it set out to get. The Maxwell trial, like, took about maybe, like, four or five days from your life. It, like, sucked you, sucked a lot out of you. So you were hopeful. so obsessed. I was so hopeful. And I then know. It, now did she's going to be free. It's, did you hear what, the, like, the new trial that's being proposed by her lawyers or whatever? Because uh, one of the people on the jury came out as yeah. uh, abused or whatever. They were probably... Like, oh, how dare them? They have an up-close-and-personal experience with real trauma yeah. that these other women went through, and suddenly you can't... Yeah. So, But we're not going to talk about that kind of stuff on we're this show. Not. However, it might get near these kinds of realms because trauma is trauma. trauma yeah. And, you know, it's... I want to... I, I like to often remind Kate because, it, you know, when you see yourself as the world, it's it's a very impactful viewpoint and it helps you treat others in a certain way you know it's similar to what alan watts said about you know treat everyone as god and drag you know and uh i think um we our experiences echo out in a fractal way as i always talk about and the macro of the micro and there's so many times where kate will be telling me a story or i'll be telling her a story about our family upbringing or whatever it just echoes so clearly the negative conspiratorial dark stuff that's out there in the macro world it's ridiculous it's just an echo it's all the same components doesn't have to be you know sci-fi or fantasy it's literally passed down trauma on a cultural level a civilization level and on an individual level a familial level uh, a tribal level. It's called generational trauma. It's not just family generations. It's whole generations. And, you know, I like to... I've cited it on the podcast about what Randall Carlson talks about um, regarding Halloween and how there's evidence to suggest all around the world that this is a memory that we're holding on to, a day of remembrance, not of just the dead in general, but literally, as he suggests, a day that we lost a shitload of people from, like, an impact or a, a cataclysm. So regardless of whether that specific story is true or not, it's it's a good way to frame that where something like that, which we've had billions of events in our human history, cataloged and not cataloged, that are similar to that impact on the psyche of humanity that fucking reverberates through time and culture and actions and laws and beliefs and everything that makes us who we are comes unfortunately from a lot of our unresolved trauma 
all together, individual and all the way out. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely get into that more so, like the epigenetics of it all and yeah. all that stuff. That'd be great. I yeah. think that, that'd be a wonderful little mini-series yeah. in this. We can't, I don't want to waste my knowledge on my limited knowledge on that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really hopeful in the sense that, like, I think I I hope people are going to receive this well because I think Absolutely. we're going to be just brutally honest and and have fun with it. We're here to help ourselves and help everyone else. Damn right, and um, and yeah, and I bring I, us closer together as a couple. See, you say it with that sarcasm because you're scared to say it sincerely. <laughs> yeah, I have intimacy issues. <laughs> One time in therapy, our therapist told us, to, <laughs> "Should I not say it? No, we'll no. save it for another." No, 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 no. Okay, no. so. We were t- we were given a little exercise to just look deeply into each other's eyes, yeah. and within five seconds, Kate started crying, <laughs> not out of like fear, but like she like or you start laughing first, it's yeah. So uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's not necessarily me, but it is me because I'm your intimate partner. But it's in general, you know, it was we cracked open a big egg there, you know. Yeah, and I didn't even realize. I never would have thought that would be a problem because I'm like, I look people in the eyes all the time. <clears throat> but to stop and to do it intimately, I was like, this is horrible. I'd rather <laughs> be getting a root canal than look in my husband's eyes lovingly. <laughs> you know what's fucked up? I just thought when you said that, that like so many older podcasts, radio shows, movies, whatever, what have you, <clears throat> the conversation ends there. And that's a justified statement. And mm-hmm. people just go, I know, right? And they move along because that's how all of us, have, well, not all of us, but so many people just walk around like that all the time. Yeah, me, I'm like, why am I this way? Let's dig this up and figure this out. and <laughs> Digging deep. Dig, go deep. Deep healing. Solve the, I don't, I'm sick of having problems and I just want to not have them anymore. I think voicing them is important, yeah. and you do that well. Yeah. And now I think you can share a lot of what you've learned with a lot of people, and I think that's really powerful. I'm really proud of you, and I really want to say thank you to you, and I love you for being here with me and doing this with me. Ah, oh, damn it, you said I was going to cry, and here I am tearing up already, son of a bitch. Yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> now I'm laughing it off. That's is, my trauma. Yeah, he is the <laughs> softest person you'll ever know. Until you piss me off. Until you piss him off, yeah. I mean, he'll kill you, but he's going to cry afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to feel really bad about it. Oh, man, I'm going to kill I mean, you know, they were just misunderstood. Yeah. I should have taken five. Um. (laughs) Jeffrey Dahmer could have had a better childhood. I'm actually, I've been saying it lately, too. I'm really proud of myself for actually healing and doing this. Really, it's really hard work. It's really, really hard work to deal with your shadows and to live with them and to make friends with them. And to understand them. And it's difficult to be like, oh, it's not just my, my parents. Yeah. It's not just my ex-boyfriends. It's not that school teacher that, you know, it's not any, you know, it's just. Those are all the, the, yeah, we'll get into it, of course. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's more like those are the symbols of why you allowed yourself to feel a certain way or yeah. something why, like that. Yeah, why I let people kind of walk all over me sometimes or why I don't even know there's just so much to unpack there there's layers there's so many layers but I'm proud of me for if you guys knew where I was (laughs) a couple of years ago a couple of months ago it it wasn't here 
and I've been describing it as a, I'm in the center of the seesaw mm. where the dark night of the soul is on its way out and the ego death is on its way out not ego <clears throat> like a rebirth or re yeah restructuring um and I'm in the middle right now I'm not this super improved amazing Kate doing everything great and perfectly but I'm not this terrified sad little person in this doom and gloom all the time I was downright miserable it was tragic now that I look at it and now that we just started cleaning up the house more and I'm realizing how horrifically depressed I was just based <laughs> on what my house looked like I was like oh <laughs> shit I was I was in deep in deep and now about this I I, I called it like the, the deep breath like mm. this pause this sort of like calm before the storm or not even the storm not even a storm almost like you're a launching you're like on the launching pad and yeah. you can kind of breathe finally I'm, I can kind of breathe and I'm it's like I'm watching my life from outside of me mm. and I'm witnessing me and I'm just like tweaking things like okay let me fix this let me do that let me do this let me do that and coming out like a better person so that the Kate the, my inner self my, my, my who I am I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I'm no longer this sad little shell. program or this shell or this mask. I, I I said that a lot. A lot of masks have been coming off. I'm like, oh my god, that's why I tried to control everything. Oh, that's why I insult myself. Oh, that's why. You I see do all, all the masks. Fade I see all away. these masks just falling off. I'm like looking at it, and every time I used it and wore it, just comes again. Those memories just come flooding back, and I'm like. I can't believe I was like this. I can't believe I did that. And but I'm not <laughs> because I'm, I'm I'm just in this in between place right now, and it's like a birth. It's like um, I haven't been born yet. It's almost I'm like the dark night of the soul happens like nine times a month, doesn't it? You know, it's like you, <clears throat> there's everything's fractal, right? So it's like every big revelation. There's little revelations, and there's there's little moments of clarity, and there's oh, like deep contemplation after yeah. them, you know? And it's, that's, I think that's why they say the act of meditation, the goal is to kind of bring more and more of that peace and calm yeah. with you into your waking everyday normal life. And it's kind of because of this, where regardless of what scale you're you're thinking of in your life, these little moments and these little cycles of revelation and, and contemplation and, and gaining and growing are kind of infinite. And it's it's up to you to kind of meditate or do whatever you have to do to kind of get back to that zero point and be able to breathe, like you're saying, and yeah. kind of just be able to look at it all objectively and and then kind of be able to more consciously go into that daily routine. You and know? I think that's what meditation does because... Once you really learn how to do it, you realize you're not shutting your brain off. You'll die. Right? Yeah, exactly. You'll die. It's not the not thinking. That's like the and bad idea. And it teaches idea. you to be a witness to your thoughts and teaches you how to be a witness. Oh, the witness. Hey. Oh, hey, oh witness episode. shit. Cross-reference. To um, <laughs> witness yourself and your thoughts. And it, it, it sort of trains you to just, okay, these are my thoughts. I'm seeing that. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to feel mad about it, but it's like, okay, so I'm thinking about this really sad moment for no reason. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's judging. Even that shouldn't even be there. Yeah. It just is. So with meditation, you sort of learn, and I think that's probably helped me too, to sort of stop and witness myself and see myself. Or I look at my thoughts differently. Like, they're not me. They are sort of separate from me. Mm-hmm. And that's what meditation has definitely helped with. Yeah, I noticed that when I've meditated deeply enough to, like, kind of calm the voices or whatever you want to call it, like the the chaos, the noise and stuff, like, I noticed that the, the real voice that's there that's, like, causing the problems, I guess you could say. It really is just like a doubting Thomas in there. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, so when I had my, my, a lot of my big psychedelic revelations during one of the trips, there was this free spirit, this, I don't know, this infinite beauty and, and knowledge and wisdom. And it's like, everything was so concrete and a hundred percent. And it was positive and it was beautiful and glory and everything i can't even describe it more than that but yet alongside it for every good thing that the my brain could process and think of there was this yeah but what if yeah but what if yeah but what if like tailing behind and trying to pull down and it was literally the two the image was like of a spiral of like it was so weird. It was like a snake pulling itself down or something. It was In crazy. In the Artist Way book, she calls it your your critic. Mm, yeah, I've heard that and many times. she said times. to name it and name your critic and say like, hey, thanks for that insult, but I'm just going to continue on. And you kind of quiet that voice of, yeah. the, inner critic, of the inner critic. Um, but I think we all definitely have that. And that's certainly part of the ego, part of like protecting yourself. Like, hey, what if this fails let's let's just try to stop you from doing it now right and it the program doesn't want to stop it wants to continue on the way it's been continuing because we haven't died from anything that's the only thing it knows how to do is continue yeah that's i think again linking it from the micro to the macro Mm -hmm. that's kind of how when we look at the world and we notice no matter how close to the answer of the bad guys we get suddenly they just slip right through our hands and it's not necessary it's like yeah it's like you cut off two of the hydras and eight grow back it's because it's not really it's it's this perspective on life it's this trauma that is just nameless and it just keeps a program running on the world on us it's it's mm-hmm. the whole thing and i think more people talking about it. yeah the television shows are programmed yeah this is what we're talking about when conspiracists to say that yeah we're talking about how it's like when you watch when uh oh shit if you've ever seen the movie network one of the great speeches in that movie is when howard beale is saying oh of course no one gets cancer at Archie Bunker's house that's what we're talking about when we talk about like predictive programming and things like that yeah it's a normal family they're not talking about the matrix or the end of the world they're showing you a model of what they want you all to act like because that's what they act like and Mm -hmm. so it continues a program it's not necessarily as like it's not nefarious in the ways that people think it's nefarious but it is. It's just a very subtle thing that every single one of us has in us as well until we can absolutely face it and release it. We have our own little evil dictator inside that's absolutely. hiding things from us and, you know, all kinds of things like that. Yeah. 
that's definitely a thing with the every time you think a good thought, a bad thought usually follows pretty quickly. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'm assuming we'll get to the point where we don't have that voice anymore or... Yeah, you have to do... And that's something I definitely want to talk about, what I've learned about how to stop the inner critic or, you know, allow it to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, thanks. And I've been doing that a lot. Like, hey, thank you, ego. Thank you for trying to protect me. I appreciate it, but I don't think we need to go that far right now. <laughs> no, one, no, no one has to die. You're so nice to your ego. <laughs> um, well, I try to be nice. It's just trying to help me. It's just trying to keep me safe. Nothing more. Exactly. That's all it is. And it's doing a, a fucking garbage job, but it's doing the best it can because it was created by a broken, sad little girl. Mm-hmm. A you shell. Know, a yeah. little sh- not uh, shell. No, not a no shell. she not her, but she created a shell around herself. Yeah, and yeah. that's what it is. And, you know. and Yeah, it's almost like it doesn't necessarily, you don't ever really break the shell. You just kind of transform it. You transmute it. And it, you it just becomes come out of armor. It and it just becomes a, like a part of you. And yeah. And it can change. Your ego doesn't have to die, but it certainly needs to evolve. Like, we all need to evolve. Yeah, I think you just take this little separate piece of yourself and and you go, you're not separate. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to need you in, like, some public settings to appear human. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't but, end up wearing leaves. Yeah. You don't have to tell me I'm a shitty person while I'm doing it, though. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, no one cares. No. Everyone's too involved in their own mind thinking everyone else is hating them to stop and hate you. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, when we have that paranoia, it's like a hope for a better world where we're all actually paying attention to one another. That'd be horrible. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah, you're right. But we don't want that, or does it? Is it the yeah, collective right. ego that is just? That's the hard part, even with like the box saga stuff and everything. It's just like the the relationships. The further back you go, and the more more tribal, the more Aboriginal you go, the the more it's like, man, there's parts of me that must be programming, but feel like are a part of me mm-hmm. that tell me I don't like any of that lifestyle, like sitting around. Like, you know, anything primitive or, you know, having nine family members all crammed in that, whatever it is, some, uh, yeah, it's like our modern thinking, it's like, it's hard to separate yourself from the modern thinking, you know? Even like a a perfect situation of that is we're talking, you know, buying the land and having like-minded people around us Mm -hmm. with us. And then I'm panicking because my upbringing was, it's just our family. No one else is allowed in. It's just us. You know, we can't have anyone over for Thanksgiving. We can't have anyone else over for Christmas. It has to just be us. Right, yeah. You know. um, So to me, that's still in me. Like, I don't want people around too much. Then they're going to affect my this and my that. And then how could I control everything if other people want to control it too? (laughs) Are they aware that I'm the boss of the commune? Like, does everyone know? I make every fucking decision so i passed I've out got, flyers i swear i'm telling you i'm not healed yet um <laughs> but those are the thoughts like i can't have too many people around because it just needs to be our family but i i know now that that is upbringing that is programming mm. and that is something i need to just it's not mine that's another a trick i learned that's amazing when you feel a feeling 
that feels bad, like you don't feel good. Even if something happened to you, someone actively did something or whatever. Yeah. And you just don't feel good. Ask yourself, whose feeling is this? Is this my feeling coming from me or is this from my mother or my father or mm. my f- my friends even at times? And that's helping me too. And then I stop and ask, well, how old do I feel in this moment? And then it'll bring me back to a moment. Uh, and then I'll remember, oh, seven. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. When I was seven, um, this happened when someone came to our house. Mm. So, okay, that makes sense. You know, things yeah. like that. But I'm noticing now when I get like a bad feeling, like a negative feeling of any sort, like I was feeling like I don't want people too close it's like, well, whose feeling is that? Is this really my emotion mm-hmm. or something I've that's been learned? Right. Because I really do want people close by and people near us for f- our son and for us. Yeah. Too, but I, I still want my own space. But yeah. I want... A healthy balance of both. A healthy balance of both. Yeah, I think, uh, again, I love... You, you got to stop me sometimes, but fractally... Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, you know, us crazy tinfoil hat folk don't get received well, even when it's true, because a lot of the truth just blends right in to all the lies and like all the, a lot of it is normal. Uh, I don't even know how to word this. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I kind of lost the thread on that, but it's... It reminds me of something on a grander scale. Like, you know, we kind of, we're so used to things the way they are that even bad behavior is just normal, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I trailed off on that you one. You did. That's, sorry. I think I know there's possibly like three ways you were going with that, but I, I really can't be sure. Yeah, it's okay. It's it was okay. good what you said. I liked it. Thanks. We should end on my note. <laughs> Always end on Kate's note. Yes, yes. Take note, gentlemen, how to be a good husband. <laughs> right, yeah. All from me, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> he does okay. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty She's good. warming up to saying I'm good. Yeah, yeah I can't do it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, maybe episode 20. I'll be like, I love you. Hey, you just did it. I did it, but sillyly, sillyly, <laughs> silly, silliestly. Oh, so yeah, this has been deep sharing oh god i did it again so yeah this has been deep healing deep healing yeah episode number one the name is subject to change because andy can't seem to remember it. i will get it down because it's going to be great i think deep healing is perfect deep heal no i don't like that it's too close to the deep share yeah. and just sounds silly and corny or people like they have foot problems yeah seriously <laughs> no i think deep healing is is perfect because that's what we're going to be doing yeah. and i hope hope you guys enjoyed this and thank you and we'll so get much at it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get way better at it we'll but have points yeah we're gonna have more structure we're gonna have certain specific things we want to get into on on future episodes but um but yeah come on over to the patreon or red circle and and you know join up i think i want to release this one for free honestly okay i want to give this one to everybody just to give a taste of what they might expect and you can expect a lot 
a lot of ridiculousness yeah. for sure. Because when we get carried away, or if I convince her to take a hit, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's going to be fun. Yeah, but yeah, I don't have an anxiety attack in the middle of the show, <laughs> which is great because I can work myself through it, and you guys can see how it's done. Damn right. Yeah. See, I sacrifice for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. And uh, we hope to check you out again. Yeah, let's or, get healed. Yeah, let's get healed. We need, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll work. <laughs> we deserve each other. We do. Good night. Good.